0: of course of Mossy and Robbo and Jumpy who, who can't talk, he's like Humphrey Bear, he doesn't talk because he's a celebrity but Jumpy has now become a global sensation on the back of the work of Mossy and Robbo and I think both of the boys are on the line with us. Uh, hello gents. Yeah, good morning Jack and Bianco, great to be uh, coming to you for the final time from
1: Rio where i got to say it's a little bit it's wet, it's uh, it's cold and uh, it's time to go home it's, uh, it's put on a great show but it looks like it's all coming to a and then, and that's good for my voice because I'm only on about fifty-seven percent voice at the moment. Too much cheering.
2: Are you emotional, boys? Is it sad?
3: Uh, yeah. I think um, Rio's delivered every single type of emotion that I could ever imagine. Uh, yeah, jubilation, feeling depressed at times, wanting out, and uh, also just uh, feeling pretty average. And right now, as Robo said, we're We've, we've hit the high, and now we're sort of slowly coming down. So you have got a sort of a pretty good uh, point of the uh, of the tour. Where uh, we're heading home tomorrow, so that'll be probably even a little bit sadder, But also the joy of getting back to uh, back back to Australia, where the sewerage isn't open, and uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone speaks English, which is, makes us a bit more comfortable.
2: <laughs> now, Jumpy, did he have a photo with the Suffer Pal?
1: Yeah, yes, and um, look, that's probably an entire show just on that, a little adventure. Alone. I think we're going to write a book after this trip, and there's definitely going to be a speaking tour going around for Australian cities for the next four years. But um, yeah, we ended up in the stadium out there at the Athletics, and uh, we, we, we saw Usain Bolt. He was just hanging around getting his final media commitments done, and we sort of we, we had this plan to try and get a picture of jumping on the track, and it looked like we could do that, and yeah, we uh, found ourselves inside the stadium there after everyone had gone home, and it was quite nice. And a uh, uh, staff power, well, he was just on hand and ready to get... He wanted a photo with Jumpy. Uh, we didn't really want his photo, but he sort of begged <laughs> us and said, OK, mate, yeah, that's fine. And, and then, then it was time just to sort of casually walk out, and as we did, there's this fella called Usain Bolt right there in front of us, and we shook his hand and uh, wished him well on behalf of all of Australia, and, and off we went. So it was all very surreal. That was all at about 1.30 a.m., then the next part was exciting too, because we had to uh, negotiate our way through a, a completely deserted train station at, at about 2 a.m. Uh, and luckily, we got away unscathed that night again. I think because we had Jumpy with us as, as the bodyguard, he confuses anyone that's going to cause us any potential harm, and they're scratching their head long before they can uh, actually do any damage. So no, it's been it's been exciting, and uh, and today Jumpy found himself in the arms of the, the winner of the men's marathon. No sooner had uh, had he been uh, you know, celebrated his win, but uh, he found himself uh, the, um, the, the owner of Jumpy himself. So uh, Eliud Kipchoge, who's an absolute legend of distance running around the world, the Kenyan, he now has a, uh, a full version of Jumpy to take back to his village. And I'm sure it's going to be a big
3: hit.
2: Now, there's an awesome photo up on your Twitter of you guys with a few jumpies. there's not just one <laughs> at the marathon. How good was that today?
3: Yeah, it looks fantastic, I mean, we make no secret at all, we, we've been here cheering on many of our friends and today we're cheering on a really, really good mate from our hometown in Newcastle, Scott Westcott, who finally gets his uh, Olympic glory at, at the age of 40, almost 41 and we have got out there to, there's a, a nice little spot on the course where the athletes do a 10 kilometre loop and I think it's about 15, 25 and 35 k's. and so we get to see them three times and see them as they cheer down right at a turnaround point. And we thought, well, we, we happened to bring a couple of, uh, of jumpies understudies and we'll uh, blow them up. And we had the three different versions, the, the one fully decked out in the Australian gear, uh, the brus Australian jumpy we've had since we've been here, and just a naked jumpy, just one in you know, his most purest form. And, uh, yeah, put those three on. He was able to spend two loops, all three of them, and then uh, eventually a security come across and said, look, they're on the field of play, <laughs> um, and uh, look, we had a bit of a laugh with them, and here in the end, they wanted photos with Jumpy, so it was uh, all a bit, of, uh, a bit of good fun, so we had, had an absolute ball out there, and, and part of uh, having Jumpy as well is to throw him up in the air, get, get on the, uh, the TV so our, our friends and our kids back home can uh, get their own little bit of a democracy and experience as well.
2: Now, how did the Aussie boys go?
1: Look, they went well, Bianca, um, Liam Adams in particular, and he was on debut, he's from uh, Essendon Athletics Club, and he was the, the best of the three Aussies. And look, they all had much slower times than, than what they're capable of and, and what they probably expected, and it was a flat course, it, but it was just so hot. You know, it wasn't. they had a cloudy day today, but it's just very, very muggy, and I think probably a, a trickier course as well, and probably the last 7K is very twisty and turny, right when you don't need that in terms of your concentration. So I think they all probably lost a little bit of time in that last section, but Liam was the pick. He came in in, in uh, 15th place in the end, which was fantastic, and uh, he ran a 216, which was great, and uh, Michael Shelley, he was 47th, so with a 218, and then our boy Scotty Westcott, I think he ended up 81st. At one point, he was 120th, down to 110, and then under the 100th, and he was 81st in the end with a 222. And uh, I, we got to catch up with the boys at the finish, and Scott in particular. You know, he's just looking around, almost just like a, a kid from the country, first look at a big, a big supermarket, a big uh, shop, you know, shopping centre, and he just was looking up, marveling at where he was and what he had achieved. And yeah, he was pinching himself to be there, and it was it was great to, sh- to share that for us. It was probably, yeah, that's probably the climax of our whole Olympic experience to see him there. And yeah, look, a, a
0: real thrill. And boys, uh, before we let you go, let you go and get yourself sorted to uh, start packing and head home, which is very sad. Uh, One thing that has caught on in a big way over the last couple of weeks has been Australian handball. It's become almost a uh, global phenomenon now.
3: Yeah, well, it's it's one of the things we came over here as missionaries for the Australian handball movement. Uh, We are talking about the the Australian handball that everyone played at school. Uh, We came here um, with 20... Official Australian handball team, uh, handball. And, uh, we went all throughout the streets of, uh, of, uh, um, of Rio. In particular, we, we planted the seed at, uh, Christ the Redeemer and Sugarloaf Mountain where we, we played, uh, some demonstration handball. We had some crowds. And this is all true. Um, we, I am being serious for once. Uh, <laughs> and yes, yeah, all the way out throughout, um, the, the, the nation. And an interesting thing as well, we, we bumped into, any Australians, we just said, we just literally had the ball and we said, what would you do if we did this? Bounced the ball at them, and uh, 99% of people straight away started playing handball. They, they ripped off their backpacks and they came back down and got jiggling. And Between the legs. Between the legs. <laughs> we had um, kookaburras, we had all these athletes doing it. it sensational. Then this afternoon, how's this? We're walking from uh, the Sampadoria where the, um, the the end of the marathon was, where the carnivale is walking through some back streets, and I have to admit it was pretty, pretty dicey there as well, heading towards a uh, train station. And there were kids literally playing a version of cricket. Yep. So someone had come over here many years ago, a cricket missionary, had planted the seed, mm-hmm. and in the, the back streets, so actually it was like uh, a treble chapel uh, game of all cricket. Underarm. All underarm. <laughs> and sleeping with a, literally a fence paling. Um, Robbo got out there and, and bowled a ball to them and showed them how to play, so we've, we're furthering uh, crickets, so expecting them in the next t 20 Cup here as well, uh, and we actually got through that section unscathed as well, so a bit like Jumpy, using our own skills, our own sports, the cultural exchange was able to uh, get us home alive, so to speak. And they ended up with the handball and
1: we taught them how to play handball as well, so look, what I'm expecting in the next 8-12 uh, years, we're going to see a, a whole range of Brazilian Australian handballers coming through, let's just call them Australian handballers, and uh yeah, very, very exciting times.
2: Now, I was a bit concerned, boys, because when the nine athletes uh, had their accreditation taken off them for sneaking into events and Kitty Chillers come out now and said, no, they didn't do the wrong thing, but someone did do the wrong thing. Were you boys the one changing all of their accreditation? <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, I don't want to give it away, but um, <laughs> they're actually calling them the Rio Knight over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> true, true story. We actually spoke to someone who bailed them out. Um, and. I've lost my track of thought there. It was <laughs> Rio, Rio night. We didn't do it. We you didn't do, do it. it. That's what I want to know. It be jumpy. May, may or may not have been jumpy.
0: They may or may not have been jumpy. <laughs> 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 Jumpy's had a big couple of weeks, as have you boys. It's been awesome to have you with us. We, we sincerely say that you've done an unbelievable job in the last two weeks to uh, set the scene, tell us everything that's going on in Rio. We really appreciate it. Self, safe flight back. I'll try that again. I'm getting emotional, boys. Safe flight back, and uh, we'll talk to you when you get back to Australia. Yeah, thanks so much for your support, guys, for all the fabulous listeners at Eon. We've enjoyed being
3: uh, becoming a part of the family. And, and Jack and Bianca, don't kid yourselves. You're happy to see us come home, that's for sure. We've had too much fun over here.
2: <laughs> we look forward to seeing you in Melbourne, you guys.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk to you in Melbourne soon. Mossy and Robo joining us one last time from Rio on The Morning Rush.
3: I